just you get to choose. Like here's here's the scenario: the the environment gives us something which can be perceived as negative, can be perceived as not working, can be perceived as problematic. The world's ending. So we get to choose to see it like that, or we get to see choose to see it as an opportunity. So clearly, that it's my responsibility now to do that for other people. If I have information, and you know, other people's success is my success, and vice versa. Because you know what, like the challenges or the roadblocks are the journey themselves. There's no big things. It's all little things compounding on top of each other. Coach, welcome to another episode of Truth Seekers. We're just chatting. Uh, this has been uh, the busiest day of the week for each of us. And I was just reflecting on the principle of, of that extra little tiny push. What makes the difference between somebody who might get here and just kind of throw up their hands and like the day is over versus somebody who's tired, <laughs> tired and, you know, maybe uh, running a little bit low on fuel but they do it anyway and they push through a little bit stronger, a little bit harder, a little bit faster. What's the difference? How much of an impact does that make when you're feeling that way and you still show up? Yeah, it's huge. And you always get a choice, right? There's always extra if you want to go, if you're willing to find it, but also being okay with being in that spot and go, I'm still going to show up, still going to rock it. So I guess I still feel a certain way and that's okay as well. And the difference is not showing up. Oh, I can't do it. I'm out. Or I guess maybe worse is showing up and just not stepping up. Oftentimes, the showing up allows you to step up because the environment is asking something of you. And we, we know that that's the biggest indicator of change or have the biggest influence on you. So maybe just the showing up of it is enough and the environment does the rest. Yeah, I'm, I'm here anyways. So I might as well perform. Right. Like, so the person that's opposite me is offering a, a higher standard of, and they, and they expect a higher standard from me because they've seen it from before. So it's, it's easier actually to just to conform than it is to go to a lower standard, even if that's just the way that you're feeling mm. in that moment. You know, I think yeah. the, um, example I like to think about, I used to work with a guy who, another English guy who worked at the BBC, the British Broadcasting Corporation. Um, if that's what that stands for. And he said he used to go in, and his name was Dan, he said he used to go in and people would ask him how his weekend was. We, we started to get to a flow where we'd just have fun with the language around that. And he would say, yeah, it's brilliant, fantastic weekend. And like he'd do it every time and just to play around with it. And people around him would be like, hey, Dan, how's your weekend? It's like, they'd be like, oh, don't tell me, it was brilliant. He's like, yeah, it was brilliant. And he said there was one time where he went in and he didn't have a good, which generally was like something that was significant for him and he just didn't have a good weekend. And it was something that was, what he was feeling, he wasn't feeling resourceful, he was in a low place. And, and like they said to him, hey, Dan, how was your, how was your brilliant weekend? And although it genuinely wasn't, he built up so much, created so much environment that he wanted to be in that the environment asked him to come back to his regular standard. Mm. And it just kind of snapped him back out of where he was because it had been so much more effort to to go back down to this lower standard. Mm. And he knew that his environment was asking for something else. So if you, you know, we know that if environment's that strong, like you know, that we always say, go to Italy if you want to learn Italian, go to rural Italy where they speak nothing but 
and you'll learn Italian, the, the mini environment or the mini weather system that we create around us should be something that we want it to be, in which case, like, it gives us more opportunity to show up how we want to be. It's a version of rigging the game. Uh, and well, speaking of rigging the game, I like the concept of getting to the end of the day and I still have more things to do. All I got to do is show up. But, like the hard part's already done. That's already on the calendar. It's already That's I've right. already made the commitment to do it. And then getting there, I will go into form because that's how I normally am in that environment. And that's the win. Like, does it feel even more special or better? Um, just being there and showing up when I don't want to versus like when I, I don't even think about it. Repetition is the mother of school. If we are showing up, we know that once you're in, it's like it's totally fine. It's like working out, right? Have you ever had a bad, have you ever got to the end of the workout and gone, I really wish I didn't do that? It doesn't happen. Never. Unless I pull something, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, on the occasion, if you're like, yeah, you have a quick breaking of your leg, you might regret that. But <laughs> you don't need that. But if it's, but generally, yeah. Generally speaking, like even then you might not you might not blame the workout, you just blame the situation in the workout, right? No, but mm. but you plenty of times I certainly have had plenty of times where I've been I don't want to do the workout. But if I just put myself in the gym, just I like all it is about just getting there. Like no expectations, I don't want to do it. Actually it happened to me yesterday. I wasn't really expecting to go to the gym last night. I already went in the morning, but my girls wanted, like Waverly wanted to go to Kids Academy. Actually, it was Waverly's swimming lesson. Christine wanted to go and have a workout. She wouldn't normally do that. Waverly went in, uh, Willow went into the Kids Academy. So I had like 30 minutes. Like I went in my workout clothes and I just was like, oh, I got no expectations of what I'm going to do here. But what ended up happening? I'm in the gym. What do you think happened? I did a workout. Like I got, I got some like twenty twenty five minutes in. I got some like got some sweat on. Like something, you know, rigging the game. So yeah, I guess tired doing it anyway. Is like if I just rig it and show up, I know I'm going to do it. And I actually had this conversation with a client earlier today. I have three different things of how you showing up in the day. There's the things that you react to, which are non live, meaning they're not face to face. Um, physically or virtually, they're like emails or they're system requests or things like that that kind of just go on your action list. And there are predetermined times that you have commitments with other people. So it could be a team, something, could be a client, something, just something where you make an agreement with someone to see, have an actual meeting and show up. And most, most of the time you show up to. And then the other thing, and the thing that's most important is is the thing that you create, like your creation time. The thing that you're putting out there into the world. And that's the thing that is always important but never urgent because you've got nothing else telling you to do it. If you don't do it, no one knows, at least not in that moment. Because it's stuff that's important but not urgent. So... You, if it's if it's something that you've made a commitment to to your team and you don't do it that day, no one's going to know. But they will know at the end of the year when there's a big million dollar hole in the revenue. Mm. <laughs> yeah. The recruitment you're supposed to have done is not done. 
in the case earlier. This is a good segue into what I had just written down before you said that this concept, we haven't talked a lot about, about this, uh, at least recently, but delayed gratification. I think of that, uh, for your workout example, right? Um, you know, I, I think about being authentic and wanting to feel good and I could easily say, well, I, I don't want to work out, so I'm not going to, and, and that will make me feel good. And then maybe true for that first five minutes where I don't go to the gym. But if I go to the gym and, and it doesn't feel good to be there for the half hour, you said you worked out for 20, 25 minutes, right? Yeah. I feel good after that for a longer period of time. And it, I don't know if it's discipline, but I want to dive deeper into maybe get a better understanding of this. Cause I don't think I, I think I used to do a good job of delayed gratification, meaning like hold off from, uh, I don't know, pulling out my phone and scrolling on Twitter or Instagram or something like that. And like, it gives me a boost. Like there's a, uh, you know, a little junky rush that you get in the moment, but like over time, it's just like, ah, what am I doing? Versus, right. you know, a, a longer term payoff, like working out or like, like working on a project or some passion. Um, I was just wondering how, how you think about delayed gratification where that comes into play in this conversation. Yeah, I think, I think it's very useful thought to extend to for sure. Because for me, working out is something that's so ingrained that sometimes still don't feel like doing it, but I, I do like the act of doing it as well for most for the most part. So it's not like if I make myself do this, I'll feel good afterwards. I only need that tiny little I only need like a like a, a, li a little bit of juice to start. Like I haven't got this whole boot up period of like flick, flick this button on, turn this thing on, turn the mini engine on, like power out the batteries and then the whole big engine start. So like all I just need is like a little jump start. And then once I'm in the workout, I, I'm already getting the good feels. Like it already feels something that's productive. And then it's not like this, it's so tough, it's tough. And then I get this moment where it's just like, get over there, just like, oh, and then the workout's done. That's not what it's like for me. So it's not this whole big thing to delay gratification, then all the gratification comes at once. So it's it's a, a class of experience higher up for me in a working out. But I think the the instant gratification thing needs to be translated to something else, right? It's like what it feels good in the moment, but what is it gonna cost me? But more importantly, what could I do in the moment that it feels good in the moment as well, but and has a delayed gratification situation going on. Like commitment to my mind, but fall in love with the process. That's why I like talking to you about this stuff because I hadn't thought of that. We could we could have both. Why can't we have both? Yeah. Because if it's just all for, uh, oh, it'll pay off in twenty years. <laughs> you won't do it, right? You won't stay there consistently. Even if it's completely true, because there's some, there's some, we know it's true, but there's still part of us to go and well, I haven't experienced it yet. When am I going to experience it? How long am I willing to wait? What's it going to cost me if I don't do it? If like, maybe it'll cost me then, but like, what about now? There has to be something in the now. Like, it has to be like the, I have, I have to do something on a daily basis, which gets me, which I like to do by itself, which gets me something longer term. Yeah, or, or scarier, you're enjoying a benefit that you don't even attribute to whatever discipline you're having that 
once you give into that urge, like that goes away and it feels even worse. I hadn't even really thought about that, but that's, that's a possibility too. Does that make sense? Say that again. That right? yeah. Say that again. Uh, yeah. So I'm already enjoying, like I've gotten used to enjoying something I've been disciplined about in, in the form of the delayed gratification. Uh, intermittent fasting would be a good example. I shut down my eating after 8 PM and I just feel, I feel good. Like my body, I wake up good and you know, my body's not wasting time digesting overnight. Um, you know, it feels good. And then I give into it and it's not so much about the moment. Um, because I'll feel good eating something at 9 PM, but then all of a sudden my good feeling the whole next day or however I wake up will go away. And what I mentioned was that it's scarier to lose something that is already, uh, I'm already enjoying the benefit of once I give into that urge. Yeah. And then your alcohol abstainment is another version of that, right? So the longer mm -hmm. that you, that carries on for, the more weight it has itself and the less likely you are to drink again. And then at some point it will just be, that's just how it is for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, it's interesting because I, I should think about how I might apply that principle to other things that I want to conquer. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's always hardest at the start, right? There's the, the most resistance at the beginning. Yeah. The launching the rocket, launching the ship, keeping it straight and then get out of the atmosphere. And then, it, I mean, that's, that's the part, right? Well, there's so many ships, right? You start to launch this one. I kind of, kind of want to launch that one over there. That one looks good to me. And it takes a lot of effort to get that one. Like, it's going to move. It's going to move. You're like, yeah, it's not going to move. Then you go to the next one, you go back down again. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I need more boosters than I thought I would need. All Let's right. go to this pick, next one. Pick your ship, focus on the ship you want. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then then it comes to the case, okay, which is the ship that if I launch that is going to have the most power that I can throw down ropes from that ship and just lift the other ones straight off the... Yeah. Yeah, I like that. What ship can I launch that will help me launch other ships better? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or if I launch that ship, I won't need to launch others. Mm -hmm. yeah. And which is the, which one has like all of the supplies? I want to, I want to start to wrap with, uh, I don't know. I want to talk more about this delayed gratification because I think that's a key for me and some of my, uh, things that I'd like to conquer. I, I keep calling them urges. I just think it's like a short term, um, dopamine. Give an example. Give an example. Um, yeah, I, uh, like snacking, you know, the intermittent fasting thing is real for me. You know, I've, I've been disciplined with that in the past. I, I haven't been recently. The social right. media, uh, social media seems to be such a common thing that almost universally you would ask people, yeah, I'd like to spend less time on social media. And right. next to nobody can figure out how to do it. <laughs> right. You know? Yes. I do. And so I, I don't know if that's the right frame with delayed gratification. Okay. If I don't pull out my phone, I won't get that dopamine hit, but I'll feel better in the long term because I'm not wasting my time on social media. Maybe, I don't know. There's something there with that, but, um, I think delayed gratification can be for anything. And that's why, you know, I want to, want to grab a takeaway or an, a new thought or a fresh perspective that maybe I hadn't had before. 
about delayed gratification, how I think about it. Well, I, and I feel like delayed gratification in, in a term is useful because it's memorable and it feels like it's bad. Like if there's something in it, like, so, oh, oh, when I've got a delay, I've got to have some sort of pain to get something back. I've got to give something to get something. But it's more of a trade overall rather than like I don't get anything till the end. I got to suffer through this to get to that place. You know, like so in the in the social media example, we're we're talking about it in a vacuum. People want less of something. You you can't have less of something. Like you, if your goal is to do something less, you remove it. What happens when you remove something? It creates a space. And space requires you to fill it with something. So just having the goal of removing, doing less social media is not a good goal. Mm. It's what do I want to do more of? At which time I haven't got space to think about social media. And you may need a, all the apps are getting removed from my phone as a starting point in order to kind of clean the slate to, to break any habits. But it has to be moving towards, not moving away. I'm still looking at it. 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 Like it's still there. Even if you don't say you don't want it. Yep. And so it, it's like, I want, and in, in, in can intellectualize if I didn't do all this stuff, I would have more time. All right. Maybe. And that's why your phone tells you how many hours you've been on these things, right? Because how many minutes you've been on these things, because it, it, it's more powerful to show the total, total of the minutes. It's like, well, what you translate that to? What might you do that? So it's more like, what do I want to move towards? So for me, it's more of an indicator of like, I'm not focused enough on the things I want. Yeah. That resonates. I had a conversation yesterday with a buddy who wants to quit smoking cigarettes. And he said, well, I've, I've done it before. You know, I started vaping. I said, vaping's worse for you. He goes, yeah, but I'm not smoking cigarettes. I'm like, now he's onto like the Zin, like the pouches or whatever. I'm like, that's not good for you either. So this concept is really resonant. Like once you take it away, something else has to take its place. So if you're just trying to remove it, it's not going to work. Oh man! When back in the back in the day, when I was 21. I was in my banking days. Second bank I used to work for. One of the guys there, his name's Nicky. Uh, just great, great guy. I learned so much stuff from him. He was only like a year older than me at the time, and I was like bring all my food to work. So I just like really eat very regimentally, like all my protein and stuff and talk about my working out all the time. And they're like, I want to work out. Can you help me like sort out a plan? Like I'm into it. I'm, I, book, I bought a membership around the corner and um, started uh, started working out. It's like, I want to like stop smoking as well. Like, and, uh, and, uh, and he stopped smoking and started drinking coffee instead because he didn't drink coffee before. Like we used to, where we used to work in the trading for the coffee, like there's a coffee shop right there. When Nick would work out, we'd eat food together and he wouldn't smoke, he'd have a drink, cup of coffee instead. And then, when, so he swapped it, right? He swapped the smoking for the coffee. And then what happened after a couple of months is that, like, I, I, something happened, like, I was on holiday or something, came back and, like, he stopped working out. And now, now he's got, <laughs> he ended up with, like, smoking and coffee drinking. That's <laughs> with two things. Rather than start working out, he's, like, end up with smoking and coffee. But because it wasn't like it was another vice he added it into. I mean, oh, well, you might say coffee's not a vice, but like he he put something in which wasn't a equivalent of it. He could do those two things at once, right? It wasn't wasn't counterintuitive to it. But the working out is a good thing, right? If you got 
So if your 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 friend who wants to go smoking, it's like, well, what does he want to give it up for? Mm. Right? What does he want to give it up for? Not because he wants to be more healthy and when he's eight years old, he wants to look at his grandchildren like, yes. Right? But what's closer that he mm. can actually actually put his like what he wants to like run a mile without falling over. Mm. Right? Well then, okay, be be committed to that. Get clear about that. Tell his friends about it. Put some money on the line. Put his, uh, you know, put his, put his, put his reputation on the line. Something that can, that's actually clearer, right? So that, so that delayed gratification of the good actually isn't delayed. It's much, much sooner. Mm. There's a lot of rigging the game to win topics today, uh, which yeah. I always appreciate. And sometimes we have this perspective: we have to give the, give this up to have this. And I think uh, you you constantly remind me. We can have whatever we want, so don't 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 uh, let your brain stop solving for the optimal. Um, you, we we can have multiple things at once. I appreciate that. Thank you, Coach. Double biceps on the way out. Have a great day. See you next time. Thank you for watching another episode of Truth Seekers. We appreciate your interaction. So please comment, like, subscribe to YouTube. Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want more, check out some of our links. Links to our masterclass, The Achiever's Mindset, and come join our LinkedIn group. And what do you want to see more of? Remember, we're here to share the simple secrets of successful. So help us do that. What do you want to see? What do you want to see more of? Thanks, and see you again next time.